Today we're going to be talking about a very famous author slash writer. Um, he has had many famous works along the years. And today we're going to be getting diving more in depth of what he's done and accomplished. Uh, I'm Brenda. I'm, I'm, I'm Carolina. And um, I have Daisy here. She's a little busy, but... She's gonna be joining us once she she gets like like her stuff together. <laughs> uh, so a little background about Edgar Allan Poe is that he was born on January nineteenth of eighteen o nine, um, three years after his parents, after he was born, his parents both of them passed away. And he was taken in by a wealthy tobacco merchant. Um, from his youthhood, he had a childhood hero, which was a British poet named Lord Byron. And that's what basically started his like desire and love and interest for poetry. And he's had a lot of interesting and a lot of poems along the way. But the ones that we're going to be focus on, focusing on today are um, A Dream Within a Dream, Alone, and A Haunted Palace. So for starters, we're going to start off with A Dream Within a Dream. And um, so it... It goes like, take this kiss upon the brow, and in parting from you now, thus much let me avow, you are not wrong, who deem, that my days have been a dream, yet if hope has flown away in a night or in a day, in a vision or in none, is it therefore the less gone? All that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. I stand amid the roar of a surf-tormented shore, and I hold within my hand grains of the golden sand. How few, yet how they creep through my fingers to the deep. While I weep, while I weep, O oh God, can I not grasp them with a tighter clasp? O oh God, can I not save one from the pitiless wave? Is it all what we see or seem but a dream within a dream? Okay, I have the right devices, and for this poem, I found three of them. The first one will be symbolism. Because I feel like the sand and like the water connect to like the mind, like how the mind takes up space with some emotions and how those emotions can go away when like bigger things happen, happen in our lives. Secondly, I have personification. I chose the part where it says hope has flown away because I, I just felt like he used that to like emphasize how there's no hope, how like it disappeared, you know? And lastly, I have repetition because I feel like it emphasizes like confusion or like questions. Is this real? And yeah, that will be it. As Brenda was reading A Dream Within A Dream, there was three words in the text that interested me, which were oval, serve terminated, and pitiless. Oval meaning to confess openly. Number two, serve terminated, which means the shore being bothered harassed or pounded by the surf 
of the ocean, unpitiless, showing no pity, cruel. To me, I feel like three, these three words stand out on the text because of the way that he comes out. Because of the way that it um, shows how depressed he makes the the story scene or not not like the press but like it, it shows the setting of the of the tech of the poem being like a sad poem etc which i said these words bring out the poem okay so for this poem the title is basically a dream within a dream and after the first Banza, like the last sentence it says is but a dream within a dream and then the last sentence of the entire poem it says but a dream within a dream and it's a question and so a question i had is when he states that why do you think he does this like why do you think he put it in that order where first he's saying it's a dream and then he's like questioning like or is it like a dream within a dream like what do you think he meant by that I think he was starting to like the way that I interpreted it was like he was starting to like lose like he it's it's kind of like meant to make like the reader like kind of question themselves in their own reality because in, the, in the beginning it's just like oh is this like a dream within a dream and it's just like a casual he just casually throws a statement out there but then towards the end it like starts getting more serious because he's like oh god can I not grasp this and that can I not like save this so is it like he's like losing his rationality and like is he like trapping himself and not realizing that whatever he's been seeing is like an illusion and it's not real i mean that's how i interpreted it at least yeah that's that's kind of like the answer i had too like i also was already like an answer for myself and yeah i kind of said like to confuse them or try to get the reader to thinking of like you know like the message basically like first he's saying like he's stating things and then on the second stanza he starts like questioning it like kind of like moving back on the word like saying like like oh wait like like is it you know like trying to confuse the reader i don't know how to explain it but, but yeah. yeah you get me <laughs> okay so i agree with brother and because i feel like at the start he just makes clear that you know like if something is changing or like or like it's not real but at the end like you said he's just like the way like he starts to realize like it is really not real you know like questioning stuff and i don't know he just feels weird question but it's not really like related to the poem it's more connecting like to you or like you know to us like um he says that he mentioned that he could not uh grasp it like he could not like grasp the sand and stuff like and you know he's talking like a dream within a dream does that ever happen to you all when you're in a dream and like you just can't hold something or you can't punch or something like yeah yeah weird because you are like you're like you feel like it's so real 
but you can cannot control anything you know and it feels you like I, I don't know I just feel like desperation because I'm like but what should I do and I'm just like but it is if this is not real I should not like think about it but then I'm there so like what can I do you know I thought that like I agree with that too but like half of my dreams are like they just feel really real and then it just confuses me because then I wake up and I'm like this was all a dream because like they feel so surreal like if I'm actually there and actually doing what it is that I'm doing so like yeah yeah and so I feel like that kind of connect that we could in a way kind of connect with like what the poem is about like a dream like Maybe that's what he meant by, like, losing hope, like, not being able to grasp something, like, you know, like, that type of feeling where you're, like, you know, like, the desperation, like Daisy mentioned. hmm Yeah. So now we're going to move on to the second poem, which was Alone. I will be reading the second poem, Alone, by Edgar Allan Poe. From childhood's hour, I have not been as others were. I have not seen as others saw. I could not bring my passions from a common spring. From the same source, I have not taken my sorrow. I could not awaken my heart to joy at the same tone. And all I loved, I loved alone. Then, in my childhood, in the dawn of the most stormy life, was drawn from every theft of of good and ill. The mystery which binds me still from the torment, torrent or the fountain from the red cliff of the mountain, from the sun that around me rolled in the, its autumn tints of gold, from the lightning in the sky as I passed me fly by, from the thunder and the storm and the cloud that took the form, when the rest of heaven was blue of a demon in my view. While Brenda was reading the second poem alone, there was two words that popped out to me about the poem. The two words were dawn and torrent. Dawn meaning become evident to the mind by perceived or understand. Torrent meaning a strong and and fast moving stream of water, stream of water or other liquid. Uh, an example sentence for Don is the awful truth of being to Don on, on him. And then an uh, example sentence for Turrent is rain poured down in Turrents. To me, these two words um, define the poem because like I said on the previous poem, uh, it seems like this poet's poems are all like like the dark side of po- poems or like always feel like makes the reader f- makes the reader feel like he's always down and and it's like going through something and him expressing it in a way that the readers can feel his um, dark side, basically. Okay, so 
cathartic devices that I found for this plan was the first one is where it's just like I couldn't awake my sorrow and I feel like that's personification and I thought that he decided to include this element because it emphasizes how his loneliness and like sorrow was something strong or like something dead like the sorrow being asleep means no change in state like he was trapped in this monotony and like it gives a stronger visual for how it felt then the second one is repetition and he repeats like words like as and from and i think that he decided to use repetition to emphasize how everything around him is like the same like he has no escape he's just like trapped in the same atmosphere with millions of questions as to why like everything around me is like this you know mm-hmm. and the last one will be flashback when he mentions like childhood's hour and I guess music is a reminder of the feeling being there since many time ago, like something that has been there for for years, so it got so strong. And yeah. Okay. So, one of the questions I had was, um, you know how in the poem it talks a lot, like throughout the entire poem, maybe at the beginning, He's saying like as I as others were, I had nothing. Others, I don't know of others. Like, why do you think he felt the need to compare himself like to like others, like his life to others? I think that from like the background of his of his life. Uh, he he's known for like writing like romance romantic poems like that's like his most frequent genre and I think mm-hmm. it also goes with like how they describe that he 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 was like in love with this one girl but then she got engaged to this other guy and like broke his heart so like his perception of like love was like deterred because of his own experiences so I feel like he would compare himself to others because he would just be like oh they probably have something that I don't or like he's missing and he kind of could feel like envy I think I guess and like maybe he felt alone because you know the title yeah yeah Brenda because I also feel like he compares himself to others because he's just like asking like why do I don't have that you know and why do I have to like go through So now we're gonna move on to the third poem, which is called A Haunted Palace. In the greenest of our valleys, by good angels tenanted, once a fair and stately place, radiant palace reared its head, and the monarch's thoughts dominion and stood there. Never seraph spread a pinion over fabric half so fair. Banners yellow, glorious, golden on its roof did float and flow. This all this was in the olden time long ago. And every gentle air that dallied in that suite along the ramparts plumbed and pallid, a winged odor went away. Wanderers, wanderers in the happy valley, though two luminous windows saw spirits moving musically to a lute's well-tuned law. Round about a throne were sitting poor Phyrogene. In state his glory well befitting, the ruler of the Rome was seen. 
and all with pearl and ruby glowing with the fair palace door through which came flowing 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 and sparkling evermore a troop of echoes whose sweet duty was about but to sing in voices suppressing beauty to wit and wisdom of their king but evil things in robes of sorrow assail the monarch's high estate ah let us mourn for never more morrow shall dawn upon him desolate and round about his home the glory that blushed and bloomed is a dim remembered story of an old time entombed and travelers now within that valley though the red laden windows see vast forms to move fantastically to a discordant melody while like ghastly rip rapid river though the pale door a hideous throng rush out forever and laugh but smile no more as brenda was reading haunted the poem haunted palace I came across two words that interested the interest me the most from from the poet Poe describing the haunted palace, which were tenant and radi- radiant. Uh, tenant means property as a tenant. And an example sentence I got for that is the house was tenanted by his cousin and radiant meaning a point or object from which light or heat radiance especially a heating element in an electric or gas heater and a example sentence I got for that is Example sentence I got for that is um I sat down by my hazing gas fire. One of the radiants was missing. And yeah, for that last poem, those are the la- those are the last two words that interested me the most. talks about like the bright colors the flows this and that and as you get further down in the poem why do you think it gets darker as you keep reading like like at first it's like bright and like the greenest of our valleys and then towards the end it says like uh the 
gas gas oh, ghastly rapid river through the pale door like it's no longer like like pretty in a way think that he wants to like show the transition from from going from like a happy place to like things around him happening and like making him like change to a less good state in like of night but also like he saying like okay it was bad but there's there was like still some stuff some good stuff in that dark Yeah, I kind of agree. I agree with what Daisy's saying. I also think that it's because he follows this, like, theme that he usually, like, the style of writing that he likes to write in. You know, it's, like, most of what he does is dark. Like, he even has written, like, what you call, like, horror stories. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, like, The Tall Tale Heart or something. He wrote it, like, a while ago, but... Oh, I haven't. (laughs) But, like, yeah, he kind of just has, like, this dark and like sad but also like mysterious vibe to him and i also think it just yeah yeah um something i noticed about the last poem alone and this poem the haunted palace um i don't think it should connect but i kind of find it connecting a little bit with like the book we just read frankenstein because at the beginning like they talk a lot in the poems he talks a lot about like you know like positive like bright colors okay so the poems to me they kind of connect to the book that we read because at the beginning he's talking a lot about like bright colors and stuff and as the poem goes um it gets like darker like more serious kind of tone and that kind of happens like in with the creation and frankenstein because it's like he's first happy and like is wondering about the earth and stuff but then, like, as he sees how, like, they free him, it start, his feelings start to get, like, more aggressive and, like, just wanting revenge and stuff. And I kind of, like, to me, I kind of connected it a little bit, like, with the, the way that the author was writing it, kind of connecting to how the creation was feeling. So, yeah. I agree with you. I feel like now if we think about, like, the creature writing all of these poems about how he feels like in in the world like you like as you said like first he was like respectful and then he just like lost all of that he just like you know like dead basically yeah i also agree i do think that the it does follow like a theme of like in the beginning it was like all happy like oh but then it, it does get progressively depressing as it keeps going so yeah okay so this concludes our segment of edgar Allan poe uh we had a lot of interesting thoughts regarding what we believed or thought about the three separate poems and thank you for joining us